to the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener. I have a story for you. So when I was a teenager, I my first like real job was working in a pharmacy, a small pharmacy in a medical center. So not a not a drug mart, you know, this was one of those small pharmacies with just medication and the essentials, um, just in the one building where all of the medical professionals were. And, you know, I got to wear a lab coat and I heard all kinds of stories because, you know, when you wear a lab coat, people will tell you things that they would not normally tell you when you're not wearing a lab coat, even though clearly you are too young for a lot of these stories and details. But I digress. So I was working in this pharmacy. This was my first real job. It was a part-time job. I was in high school and therefore it was also my first company holiday party. So this felt very grown up and exciting. And the staff was small. I believe the owners owned maybe two or three small pharmacies and there was just a handful of people working at each one. So there was this group of us who went out for Chinese food and chocolates and whatever taken out by the owners and um you know picture it right it's like there's there's pharmacists and then a little and the owners who are also pharmacists and then there's this like smattering of uh pharmacy assistants and you know a couple of random young people like me but I believe I was the youngest one there and to make this generous and festive the owners of the pharmacy um you know they they had gifts on a table that were all wrapped up and um you know, I, we were playing some kind of game where we would, you know, we'd find out who got to go up to the table and pick these gifts or whatever. And, you know, I don't know if I identified at that time as someone who never wins anything, but I wasn't expecting to, you know, win anything wonderful. Um, and somehow I ended up with the big prize, the big gift, the literally big gift. It was a huge box. <laughs> and it was the definitely the most expensive item. You know, there was like, here's the thing. All of the gifts were from the pharmacy, so <laughs> I don't think there was a case of insurer or anything, but like, you know, there was like those boxes of drugstore chocolates and then just some other, you know, I don't know, like therapeutic bath salts. I don't even remember. But what I do remember is that I won this big prize and I remember um, the looks on the other people's faces because the adults in the room, I didn't identify as one. <laughs> they were clearly going like, oh, that's a really great gift. Like I could see that this was a coveted item. And I could also see a little bit of annoyance in a couple of their faces because they're like, this is wasted on the teen child here who doesn't like care about these things, I guess. Um, so I felt very, I was very caught up in this. I thought, oh, this is so exciting. I want something really awesome. Like, I don't know what I'll do with it, but you know, this is so cool. I, I you know, got the big prize. So this big prize was this very, I don't know, 
I mean, this was a long time ago, but it was a very high quality <laughs> humidifier <laughs> that apparently people were very excited about. Okay. So I get this and I'm just like, oh, I want to like really like, this would be so cool. All these grownups like it. It's this valuable thing that I would never have bought. And I thought, this is perfect. We can give it to our parents for Christmas. <laughs> perfect timing because the holiday party was, you know, a couple weeks before. And my brother and I, I don't know if we were going in on gifts at that point or not, but it was priced as such that I thought, oh, I could even be so generous as to invite my brother to sign the card with me and it would be from both of us, you know. I mean, I didn't want to make him look bad showing up with the Mercedes of humidifiers. (laughs) And he had like, I don't know what he would have brought them, but anyhow. So, you know, we hid it in the garage and I told my brother and, you know, we're on board. So Christmas morning, there's this big wrapped box under the tree. And my mom is like, what is this? And she's looking at me and my brother. She reads the card. It's for them from both of us. I'm sure she's suspicious that we work together as a team. And also, what is this big heavy box? And our family was had this game where we would, um, we like to sort of fake each other out with the wrapping, you know, <laughs> like like my dad one year got my mom one of those, you know, those really big medicine balls, uh, not medicine balls, but those inflatable exercise balls that you can sit on at a desk and roll your hips around or, you know, do exercises and yoga with. Um, but he, so he got this huge box, but then he, inside the box, it was just a whole bunch of packing material and he wrapped up one of her squash balls, like the box could have held like a bar fridge. (laughs) She had to dig around and find this squash ball that was hers from the basement. And anyway, that's the kind of gags we would play Christmas morning. So, um, so here's this, you know, moment and she's unwrapping the humidifier. My dad's watching and we're all like looking at each other. My brother's just kind of smiling politely. He has not even seen this thing. I just told him it was great and I was putting his name on it. So, my mom opens the box <laughs> and she sees it and she's confused as she should be. And, you know, there's this tension and this weird feeling in the room. And she's like, no, this isn't it. Like, it's not really a humidifier. And I said, no, it, it really is. It really is. It's not a gag. Like, that's actually what it is. And then she's looking at it. And the, the silence was just so painful. And then my mom is so sweet. And she... <laughs> I don't know what my dad was thinking. They're all just staring at it. And my mom just looks at Dean and I with this like, (laughs) you know, very polite face and is like, do you guys find it dry in here? (laughs) Like, I think it was almost offensive. Like, oh, God, my children have been dry this whole time (laughs) that they bought me a humidifier for Christmas. (laughs) Anyways, why am I telling you this story? This reason why is because this was a terrible gift. (laughs) This was not a thoughtful gift. There was reasons why I thought this was a great idea. but This had absolutely nothing with the recipient of the gift being my parents. I had no idea if we needed a humidifier. They had never expressed an interest in a humidifier. (laughs) It was confusing and weird and also large. This is not a gift um, for them, (laughs) which was kind of the whole point. So 
<clears throat> I have another story I'm following right up on that. So many, many years later, somebody was going to buy me flowers for no apparent reason. And, you know, they had this idea and they thought they'd buy me flowers. And I think they were looking on a website of a, of a flower shop and they found something. And they chose not to go ahead with the purchase. And I wouldn't have known any of this was happening, right? Because this, this was just some random thing. But then for some reason that I don't recall, <laughs> they let me know that they were going to buy those flowers, but that they chose not to. And it was just kind of like, hey, I almost bought you these, but with like no follow-up. Also, don't recommend doing that. <laughs> Unless you do it the way I'm about to describe later in this episode. And I remember thinking, that's really weird. I would have loved the flowers. I don't know why they're telling me now. Because I'm like, am I supposed to say thank you? Or am I supposed to say, like, that's okay? Like, I, I felt like they want, like, it, it started as a gift. And then I felt like there was some weird expectation. Like, I really didn't know how to react to it. Um, But my second thought is leading us to the topic of the day, which is, if you're going to imagine buying a gift for someone and you're not actually going to spend money on that gift for someone, dream bigger. Like this bouquet was, <laughs> it was fine. But I'm like, if, if it's all the same, show me what, show me something else that you would have almost bought me and wouldn't buy me. Show me like something on Pinterest. Show me an installation. Show me a gazebo. I mean, like, if, you know, if no money is being exchanged and no gift is being received, then the limits are off, right? And so that has me come to this idea, which I have kept to myself for many years because I floated it a little bit and people didn't really like this idea. But um, I feel like this is the year. So you know the expression, it's the thought that counts. Um, I know what that means, and I think you know what that's supposed to mean, but sometimes that doesn't land <laughs> the way we want it to land. Is it just the thought, or do people just really want the gift, you know? Like, I floated this idea of imaginary, like, well, you know, if you're if you're going to buy flowers for someone, then why not send a picture of the flowers that you would have and be like, here's, here's the thought. The thought I had was, oh, I'd love to you know, set up an, a gazebo made entirely out of sunflowers in your yard. Um, that thought is a gift. Um, I was alone on this. I, I didn't really <laughs> get a lot of positive feedback. Um, but I'm going to propose, and I think the reason why is, it's like, it kind of sounds like you're getting out of something. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it has a little bit of that edge, that weirdness that that, that flower non-gift had for me, which is like, I'm not really, I don't understand what this is. So I think the key is to invite people in to participate with you in a, um, a thought that counts gift exchange. There's so many reasons why this year is the year. First of all, you know, a lot of people's work situations have changed this year, so you might not have the money that you normally had or would have liked to have had for holiday spending. Um, a lot of people have been really reconsidering their relationship to material goods and to belongings and to shopping and to consumption. And so, you know, people who might have liked gifts in the past, maybe they don't feel that same way anymore about consumption. Um, so there might be a change in that. There might be a change in consumption. 
uh, feelings about commerce, um, clutter, you know, now that we're working from home, it's like new rooms have had to be shifted around to accommodate that. Maybe you don't have room for, you know, even really nice things. You just don't have the space for it, right? So that's a, a great way um, or reasons why you might not, you know, be able to or want to give in the same ways that you might have in the past. But the idea of exchanging imaginary gifts also opens so many fun possibilities because it takes the pressure off entirely. (laughs) You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to spend anything. So if that was the case, what would you give? What would you love to give? You know, there's no waste. There's no environmental waste. So I know balloons, apparently they're, they're really terrible environmentally. But what if in your imagination, you're like, I just want to hand someone a huge bundle of helium filled heart shaped balloons. I just want to hand them that it would just like, I just want to be like here, it's so much bigger than a bouquet. It's so much like more buoyant and shiny and festive and childlike. And you know, that thought, that image that you have in your mind, you can share that idea as the gift without worrying about the balloons, the delivery and all the other stuff. Um, so now, you know, would this work with a list of 50 people if you're buying for a lot of people? Maybe you just have to kind of let them know what you're doing. But I want to propose that you do this with just one friend, maybe one friend or a small group, you know, maybe you want to try floating it out with your family. Because what a beautiful way to get to know each other, or to express how you see them, or what you what you wish you could do what you wish you could give them. I think that is a really beautiful gift. I don't think that it's like, um, you know, um, it's completely unnecessary, right? But wouldn't you love to hear from a friend just like, you know what I would love to give you? I would love to like, you know, take you on a trip here. Or I would love to take you to dinner to this place in this other city because we don't have to figure out how we're getting there. Um, I would love to take you to see this particular concert and I would buy these seats. And, you know, beforehand I would have us go on one of those horse and carriage rides, you know, through the, through the town and we'd have like popcorn and I don't know, like you could just think of any kind of experience that you would love to share. The gift is in the giving and also for you because it's, you know, to imagine with this kind of, Uh, playfulness and freedom and affection, it feels really good. You know, fantasies are not just for, you know, sex and worst case scenarios, you know, which I think is our (laughs) human beings favorite, (laughs) favorite fantasies, or at least the most popular ones. Um, They can be for friends too. That's really kind of what you're doing, right? If you're going to set yourself a, a gift exchange, an imaginary thought that counts gift exchange with a budget of $10,000 or a million dollars or $1,000, whatever it is that you want to set. But imagine that like you and your bestie, you and your, your partner, whoever, a family member, and be like, okay, here's what we have to spend. Go. You could plan an itinerary. You could create a Pinterest board of all the things that you would love to fill a giant imaginary stocking with, right? I mean, that's the thing too, is you don't have to actually, it could just be an email with a link 
or a photo, take a, you know, a screenshot of something, be like, here's what I would give you Merry Christmas. Um, or, you know, you could just tell them about it in a voice message, you know, just tell them about what you would love. It's just like leaving, it's literally leaving a voice message. Um, it doesn't take much time, but it's such a beautiful thing to receive. It's such a beautiful thing to imagine your friend and you doing something extravagant and wonderful, having the space and time. None of the none of the current problems are are problems because this is completely in the realm of fantasy. What's really cool too is that this is an opportunity for you to show that you've been paying attention to your friend's dreams and your friend's preferences. Like if this is somebody who's always looking at really cool um, clothes or fashion or whatever, and they have all these cool ideas and you could like, maybe you see a course uh, for sewing and you see a really cool new sewing machine and whatever, like you could, you could be like, I would, this is what I would give you. I would give you this sewing machine and I would sign you up for these lessons. And just you remembering that that's something that they might be really passionate about, that in itself is a beautiful acknowledgement. And then the gift for them too is to think maybe they just hadn't dared think <laughs> about taking a course. Maybe they were actually kind of blind to this desire of theirs, right? Where they were just like, um, you know, looking at like, I think Julia Cameron calls it, what, oh, shoot, what does she call it? Well, there's people who hang out with artists and it's like they secretly want to be them. They want to be artists, but instead they just hang out with artists uh, or musicians or whoever, creators of some kind. Uh, they just want to be in proximity, but they're afraid to really explore that for themselves. You know, you'd be planting a seed of like, and sh maybe showing them this course and being like, huh, maybe one day I will do that. Maybe I could do that. On the topic of... Um, this is a little bit of a, a little bit of an offshoot, but so let's imagine this sewing machine scenario. And let's say you've planted this seed in your friend now of like, oh, imagine if you had a sewing machine. Um, have you ever thought about fostering somebody else's sewing machine? Because this also might be a weird, I mean, I got to try and tie it in. It is a gift. People want stuff out of their house. <laughs> People want things gone and there, some things they're not quite willing to part with, but they don't use them very often. You probably have some of these things yourself, kitchen appliances, you know, um, a special bread maker or juicer or something that you thought you would use a lot. You haven't used it in eight months or more, um, but you're not, you don't want to get rid of it, right? Now imagine if someone said, hey, can I foster that for a while? Which just basically means borrow for a good long period of time. <laughs> They're going to take care of it. Um, and then you get the counter space or the cupboard space or whatever it is. Sewing machines are definitely in this category. You know there are so many people out there with sewing machines who are not using them. And it's so wonderful. You don't have to go out and buy a whole new sewing machine. You can do someone the favor of fostering theirs. And uh, say for three months, make an arrangement, be like, can I foster your sewing machine for three months? Then you try it out, see if you like it, see if you use it, <laughs> not just fantasize about it, but if you're actually using it, if you miss bringing it back, or did it just sit there for three months, you didn't use it, then you know, great, you can save your money. 
So this is another gift idea. I don't know how exactly that would work, but if you know somebody who wants one, um, you could maybe arrange a fostering agreement, right? Like pick up the one the one sewing machine at your friend's house, bring it to another friend's house. Um, it's kind of a gift for both of them, but it's just a really lovely experience and idea that I'm just, you know they probably wouldn't have thought about. That could really like that could really nurture a dream. This friend of yours, this imaginary friend that I'm talking about, <laughs> who wants a sewing machine. Let's just say that they dabbled on it. They you know. They're at home, working from home, so they can do this now. And they start, you know, following some patterns that they've seen, or they take a free, you know, it's tutorials on YouTube or whatever. And what if it really does spark something? What if they really love this? What if they start to see, you know, this doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be for a business. But what if it was? What if they did something and then they were able to say, sell? you know, novelty masks or whatever. One of my friends is doing that, making really cool masks out of like really fun fabrics and selling them and mailing them to people. What if you did something like that? That would also be, you could actually see if you could earn the money to buy the sewing machine before you even have the sewing machine. That would be a great, um, a great thing to do that you wouldn't, it would be too risky, especially if you, if money was an issue um, to then like put the money out into the sewing machine before actually knowing if you're going to use it. Anyway, that's my side shoot about fostering. I did that once with a slow cooker. I was thinking, I don't love cooking. And I thought maybe I would love slow cooking. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's almost like not cooking, but just a little faster. <laughs> and, uh, and a friend of mine had a slow cooker and wasn't using it. I forget who proposed it to the other one that I would foster the slow cooker. And, uh, you know, and then they moved to Germany. So I still have that slow cooker <laughs> and I use it. Um, but I wasn't sure and I didn't want to buy one. Um, so it was a really great arrangement. And my friend was very happy that it went to a good home and that it was being used and she wasn't going to fly it across the ocean. So it all worked out very nicely. So what would you, what would you love to give the people in your life? If you knew, let's say you could spend like on your family, you could spend a hundred bucks on each person or all the people in your workplace or anyone who, you know, helped you this year, who moved you this year, maybe even strangers that you don't even know. Wouldn't that be an interesting thing to get from a stranger? <laughs> Here's what I would buy you as a thank you gift. I just want to say, I love your content. I love all the beautiful, hopeful things you've been putting out in your newsletters or your Instagram account. I really love, you know, these videos you've been posting. Thank you so much. If, if I were to send you a thank you gift, I would do this you know, and, and make sure that it's, you know, this is not the time to be realistic. That's the whole point of this. If it's the thought that counts, dream big, think big, have fun. So, you know, if you're planning a, a, a fantasy getaway for you and your friend, um, consider all the practical ways that you might make choices <laughs> and just open that up a little bit. Would you, would you get the honeymoon suite just for the hell of it? Would you hire a photographer to come on the trip with you and put them up in a room down the hall so that you can get all these candid shots of the whole trip, you know, documentary style without even really looking and you have these incredible memories and then they all go into a book at the end. Would you splurge on renting like giant, 
you know, novelty inflatable toys for the swim up pool (laughs) that you have in your room that you normally wouldn't because it's just like absurd. But in this case, it's all imaginary money. What's not fake or imaginary, well, it's imaginary, but you actually get the experience when you imagine and you feel it and you're laughing with your friend and you can go through a catalog of, let's say, novelty inflatables and be like, I want to ride around on a giant donut. I want to ride around on a unicorn. Um, you get to know each other. When would you have that conversation? So really, this is just like a beautiful way to connect, a way to dream. You're kind of creating like a vision board or a dream board with other people in your life. And not a single dollar has to be spent and not a single piece of plastic needs to be wasted. And there's no shipping and there's no going out into a store and there's no um, risk to your health. You know, you can really, really dream big. I think that imagining, you know how I feel about imagining, I think by now, it's one of my favorite things. I think it's such a powerful thing. And I think that through imagination, we can, we can paint pictures of hope. We can paint pictures of um, something we might want to look forward to or something strange and wild that hasn't been created that might. Everything is imagined first before it's created on some level. So imagine joy, imagine generosity, imagine no limits with what you can give. Imagine receiving it. And you don't have to feel guilty because you're not, no one's spending any money, no one's doing anything. You could just say, thank you. I loved that, you know, cruise that, you know, (laughs) we went on with all of my favorite bands. That was amazing. I love it. It really is the thought that counts. Get on board with each other. Because <laughs> as I said, I've tried this out with some people. They don't really, they're not, they're not on board. And in which in that case, then it's kind of like the humidifier, right? It's like, if they don't like it, it's not really a gift for them. So find someone who will find this fun. Uh, you can even send them this podcast and be like, hey, do you want to do this with me? What's our budget? Let's each plan a trip. I think that would just be really fun. Um And uh, yeah, there you go. That's my holiday, amazing holiday gift idea that will not cost you a dime. And um, thank you, dear listener, for all the ways that you have sparked my imagination. Um, You know, speaking to you, recording these episodes for you, imagining what I might say next, imagining what episodes might be well-received, might be inspiring for you. Um, It's a gift to me. It's a gift to me to know that you're listening, that you are spending that your time here Um, because I know that's the most, you know, precious thing that you have that you can't get back. So thank you so much for all the listening you've done so far. And um, yeah, if you, uh, if you, if you want to share any of these like fantasy gift ideas, it's the thought that counts. Um, I always love hearing your feedback on the podcast. It's Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. You can email me anytime. Thank you. And thank Alison Tarr at TechCoven.com 
for making this podcast a reality and also for making self-love coloring club a reality. That idea was from Allison and we just had our first session of the coloring club this week. It was so wonderful. I'm so excited about it. Um, I definitely am looking forward. Well, we've only had the one and I'm looking forward to the second, but I definitely think I'll be doing this again. So if you wanted to be a part of it, um, but you didn't get a chance this time, keep listening. The best thing to do would be to also um, get on my mailing list if you're not already there, RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. If you scroll down, you'll see a little envelope. Make sure that you're on there uh, so that you don't miss any invitations or announcements for the next Self-Love Coloring Club. In the meantime, dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care. I'll talk to you soon.